Hey, it's Chris, the Apex Coach, providing you insights and tools to better understand and apply the Apex body of knowledge to everyday supply chains. In this interview, we spoke with Kevin Lawton, who works in distribution, to better understand why he pursued the Apex CLTD certification, why he's involved with his local Apex chapter, tips on how to prepare for and pass an Apex exam, and learn more about the new Warehouse podcast. It all sounds pretty boring, so let's see if Kevin can prove me wrong. Kevin, congratulations on recently passing the APIX CLTD exam, and uh, and thanks for sharing your experiences with us. Uh, hopefully, others can listen to this podcast and either develop confidence in sitting for an APIX exam, develop a solid study plan, or or possibly both. Definitely. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to be on the show. Uh, happy we could finally connect, and we've been going back and forth. So definitely happy to be here and definitely happy to uh, help other individuals interested in APIX and interested in uh, APIX CLTD as well. So, Kevin, let's, uh, let's take a few minutes just to discuss why you wanted the CLTD certification and kind of the things you did to help prepare for the exam. But before, you know, before we get to that level, let's just start with your why. Why did you want the, the APIX uh, certification and specifically? Uh, CLTD. I'm working currently, uh, I guess, in logistics distribution, uh, and I have been for about eight years now, uh, but I never had, I guess, any type of supply chain related education before. Uh, I went to college, I went to Rider University, and but I went for entrepreneurial studies. Um, and I guess getting into this industry was never really, I guess that wasn't my vision at the time. Uh, and then I happened to fall into actually a, a temp position when I got out of school. Uh, I needed a job and uh, had a connection somewhere. And they said, oh, I have this temporary position uh, in inventory control. Uh, why don't you try it out? And so I did. And, you know, here I am eight years later, I guess. Um, but at some point during that, uh, I decided like I guess I got over the whole thing of like oh my god I'm so exhausted from learning so much at college and then actually I stayed for uh, graduate school as well and got my MBA uh, right after so I was kind of like uh, schooled out I guess and so maybe a couple years later I decided like oh you know, maybe I should get some like kind of education in this. So I started looking around, seeing what's out there. Uh, that's when I kind of first figured out about Apex. And at the time, I guess I was not like fully into like getting into it. Um, I was reading about it, kind of seeing what else was out there, what other type of certifications, maybe do I want to take classes at college again, uh, kind of weighing back and forth. And in between, you know, I was working at my job, a couple of different pretty involved projects, uh, which was eating up a lot of time. So, so I didn't really have the extra time at the moment to do something. Uh, but then I got the opportunity uh, to have an opening. So I started to look at APICS again. Uh, and CLTD was now a certification. Actually, when I first started looking at APICS, CLTD was not an option. Um, so CLTD actually came up I think it's about three years old now I think right and it would seem seemed like the perfect fit because I was working in uh, distribution centers working with logistics primarily in inventory control functions but also 
working with a couple of different companies that I've worked with doing distribution center startups. So starting basically um, in a couple of cases with just four walls and that's it, not even a bathroom yet. Um, and then seeing the whole project through and getting all the inventory in there, getting all training done and all the standardized work, all those different types of things. So, so I wanted to kind of expand my knowledge in the area, not just in, I guess, getting real in the field training and education from basically just doing it, but getting some kind of, I guess, theory behind it as well and kind of expanding on that knowledge and maybe touching on some things that I didn't have the opportunity to touch on uh, in my actual job yet. And I think, you know, I just wanted to do that and kind of use that and maybe take that like to the next level. And then I also was looking to get in involved in APICS in general as well. So I think that's really, I think that's really the why of why I wanted to uh, get the CLTD. So are you involved with the APICS um, anywhere local? Yeah, so I am on the board of APICS Princeton Region, South Jersey, in New Jersey. I am the VP of Employment, which means I'm in charge of our local job board that we have. Um, so if anybody's listening and they're in the New Jersey area and they have uh, supply chain openings, they can reach out to me and we can post uh the job listing for free on our website and that goes out to like all of our members who are obviously uh, supply chain people, supply chain focused. Um, so it's really a good tool for people to use to kind of target for those supply chain hirings uh, in the area. And also I am involved, uh, I am the, we have a relationship with actually my alma mater, uh, Ryder University and their uh, supply chain club. And so I'm the writer student liaison there. I guess I kind of became that by default since I'm the only writer alumni on the board. Um, so I've been working with them very closely uh, this year, actually, and we've um, developed a pretty good relationship and we're starting to do some events with them. And along with that, we've also started to kind of develop a, a young professionals network within our Apex chapter. Um, and I've kind of been been the one kind of leading that effort um, and it's kind of still still getting structured we've had two young professional events so far but right now we're kind of testing the waters and seeing how it goes and so far the reception has been pretty good um, about to put together like a young professionals committee as well so so I'm definitely uh, definitely pretty involved uh, with the local apex chapter well just two quick comments there Kevin the uh, for any students that are that are listening. APIX membership is free for students. And yes. that's something that is off overlooked. And uh, congratulations on your VP of uh, employment position. I think you got to be careful. Next thing you know, you're going to be president. So That's what everybody tells me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing only because I've, I've been the president of APIX Atlanta for about 10 years. So <laughs> okay, be careful what you ask for. So, so I appreciate that background. So, you know, now tell us if you wouldn't mind just about your process. I mean, what did you do to help you prepare for the exam and what do you think were some of your key success criteria? Sure. Yeah. So there's, I guess, a couple of different ways to go about the exam. I think you can do online or you can do self-study. You can do a class, which I guess the local cha chapters offer. Um, so I did the class through the local chapter, Princeton Region, South Jersey, which I'm now a part of just because I felt that I know that self-study, I probably would not self-study so well um, just because I'm very busy. So I need like that 
time kind of put on my calendar to go somewhere and do that dedicated thing. Um, so I know that my mind works in that way. But the class I felt was actually really beneficial aside from my, my personal need. I felt it was beneficial because the instructor, as the instructor was teaching, they're actually giving more kind of real world examples too, to help uh, help you understand concepts and help you understand how different things work. Um, drawing from their backgrounds, working in supply chain, and then also being in the class environment and group setting, you know, we're all kind of working in the same type of roles and I guess not industry is the right word, but type of careers. Uh, so we're all able to kind of draw from our own examples too and then learn from each other as well. Doing that and getting those type of examples, I think that helped me prepare a lot because you know, there's one thing to, I guess, learn the definition of everything and learn the theory, but really learning it, I think, means that you can now apply those. So being able to kind of apply them to things that I've been through or hear how other people can apply them to things they've been through, uh, that really helped to kind of solidify the understanding. And then going from that, then with the class, what really helped me, I think, is the online learning tools. I mean, the flashcards they have on there, um, built in is great. And then the just overall the quizzes, I think were really, really a big help because you can read the chapter and a lot of the chapters are very lengthy and the modules are lengthy. I think it's like it's like five books. So it's a lot of material and being able to kind of go take the quiz and then kind of see right after you read the chapter, you know, how much did you retain and what do you kind of maybe need to go back and reread and then kind of, you know, maybe a week or two later going back and doing the quiz again just to see what you remember and what you should go back and kind of refresh on again. I found those tools probably the most helpful of all. The quizzes were really well put together. And I think a lot of the questions, especially the wording, is a little tricky, I think. And, you know, as we were going through it as a class, we were all kind of saying like, yeah, the wording kind of throws you off on some of the questions. So the quizzes being worded in the way that the actual exam kind of was, is that was really helpful to kind of get used to, I guess, the Apex language or the Apex way of phrasing questions. When I'm teaching class, I tell people, it, you don't look for what the right answer is. Look for what Apex says is the right answer. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much along the lines of uh, what my instructor was saying, too. Well, and that's what it is. It's a standard. So you have to have some, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. You got to right. have one gov governing body saying this is what it is. And then until it changes, I think it's, it's a great approach. So so you took a class. That's good. How much time do you estimate you invested between the class and reading and, and things? A long time. <laughs> it was like six months or six days. So I took the class. I guess it started in February of last year and finished in May. I think it was about 12 or 13 weeks, one night a week for three hours. In between the classes, reading the chapters. So that was probably, uh, depending on the chapter, probably like one and a half to three hours, depending on the length of the chapter, um, in between classes. And then after the class was done, I did start to study. And then... Uh, had an issue with my, my son got sick. So, so I kind of put the study on hold and then, uh, picked it back up in October, November. 
And that's really when I got hardcore about the studying. Um, I had scheduled my exam. It's like the first week of December. So, so I knew that I would have some time off uh, around Thanksgiving so I could really kind of concentrate on focusing on the study for those couple days. And so, I mean, overall, uh, without that little break in between, probably probably about six months was the span of time invested. Um, in, terms, in terms of hours, I mean, I don't know if I could quantify it as, as a decent amount of hours, yeah. Because you can do self-study. So we, we always present that as an option to anybody that calls us. You know, the classes are beneficial because, I, as I said, I mean, I think I give people the option. I said, look, what the class does is it provides you the structure, pretty much mirroring what you just said, Kevin, is yeah. it gives you the structure. And I try to tell people it also gives you that burning platform. Like, okay, I know Saturday I got to be at the class and I got to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about, that kind of thing. So, so I think sometimes it gives people that discipline. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I think if I did self-study, and I had like a long day at work or something, I would be like, ah, well, I can study tomorrow. And then, but if, even if I have a long day at work, I'm like, I know I got to be at the class at like at six o'clock. So I'm going to be there. So I think that definitely helps. The online portion that you referenced, I, I tell people that in my experience, that's world class. I mean, I've seen companies that have learning systems that aren't as good as what this is. So yeah, it's one of the best I've seen. I mean, it's got examples and case studies and, as you mentioned, quizzes, flashcards. It's got everything. So, And it also, there's, there are about 450 to 600 other practice questions. Did you did you invest a lot of time with the practice questions? Are you referencing the ones in the books? Yeah, like, the, well, now the, the ones at the end of the learning sessions, like there's practice, pre-test, post-test, practice exams, online study tools, and, and questions that you can answer. Yeah, yeah. So we would do, so in the book questions, we would do those as a class after um, the instructor went through his presentation on the chapter. Then on my own, um, I would do the chapter quizzes that were online, and then I would also do those, the practice quizzes and exams that you were talking about as well. Um, and like I said before, I found those like super helpful because not only not only because you kind of get an idea of where you're strongest and maybe where you're weakest so you can kind of concentrate on that module a little more and it also gives you that feel for the way the questions are worded so without getting into anything specific around exam questions is there any any topics or anything any words that you could give somebody that's that wants to sit for the exam? Maybe what should they be studying, like inco terms or you know bullwhips or anything like that that people should be really focused in on? I mean, definitely inco terms. Bullwhip definitely was on there. The one thing actually that I was most surprised about with the exam was I was expecting there to be more questions around the formulas, but I found when I took it that there were not so many. So I did kind of spend a lot of time focusing on a lot of the formulas, just trying to memorize them and get them down. But I found that a lot of the ones that I had kind of concentrated on, they never never really came up. I'm trying to remember, I think a lot, there was a lot that I felt were on like the global logistics, definitely. There were a lot of questions focused on that. I think, I, I think that was the one thing I walked away and it said like oh wow there was a lot i think it was like i think it was module six i want to say was global but that's really where 
I felt a lot of it was concentrated, but I think a lot of it, a lot of it is the terms and like knowing what the terms mean because the, some of the answers, the definition of the term can kind of lead you to the answer. I've been teaching for a while. I tell everybody it's, it's pretty much, it's all about the terms. It's what yeah. Apex said, the terms from your experience, was it the exam harder, easier, or kind of what you expected in terms of once you were done studying? I think it was about what I expected, and I definitely didn't expect it to be easy. So it was definitely some difficulty to it. But, I mean, the amount of studying and time I put into it, I think, was definitely paid off and was worth it. I did. I rescheduled the exam, like, once, actually, because I felt, I felt like I was not quite there yet. And I'm happy that I did because it definitely, I definitely found the exam to be difficult overall. And j- just for the listeners, uh, so you had to pay a fee to reschedule, is that correct? Uh, yes, I think it was like $45 or something like that. I talk to students about that all the time. I said, make sure you're ready, but there is, I don't want any hidden fees. I felt it was worth it to reschedule at the time. I just didn't feel, didn't feel like I was quite there yet. So, and you know, the cost to retake the exam obviously is much, much greater than $45. So I felt that there definitely is a degree of difficulty to it, but if you put the time in to study, uh, I think you can definitely get it. So Kevin, I appreciate that time. So as we wrap down on the Apex topic, uh, if somebody came to you in your chapter and said, I want to, I'm thinking about this Apex exam, how, how can I, what are some points you can give me to, to succeed? Is there anything that we haven't touched upon you want to wrap up with? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the one thing is that, you know, when you look at the Apex exam, uh, and this overall certification, you know, there's obviously there's tons and tons of certifications out there. A lot of them are pretty, pretty quick, right? There's, you know, these, all these one day certifications and online quick courses and stuff. But, you know, this one is, it's heavily involved and there's a lot of material to cover, which is a good thing in the sense that it really gives you a lot of depth into, in this case, logistics, transportation, and distribution, uh, which is good because you learn a lot. You know, I think if you're looking to do it, you need to make sure that you you do have that time to invest into it um, because it is pretty pretty intensive. You know, especially if you take the class. I mean, it's like it's like taking a college course, basically like a semester. So that's the one thing I would say is make sure that you just have that time allocated and you know you're prepared to make the the commitment to do it. But overall, I think it's totally totally worth it. I learned a ton of different things um, that I probably would not even have the chance to learn until later in my career, um, just because of you know the way the corporate ladder works in general. But you know now I can say like I have some have some working knowledge of it, and I can apply a couple different things um, to to my job now actually. Um, so. I would say definitely go for it, but make sure that you're prepared um, to take it on and allocate the time. Yeah, regarding timing, I frequently get from students, can I take a class and then as soon as I'm done, sit for the exam? Well, the answer is yes. Yes, definitely not. Yeah. You got to invest a lot of time. You got to read. You got to understand. And I think you've kind of brought that across in your in your comments. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, the class is not... Uh, the class is not it, I would say. You know, the class is definitely helpful and gives you the information, but, you know, you still got to do that deeper dive in the books too. Yeah, I tell my students, we 
I'm going to point you in the right direction, but you got to go out and take the journey. Definitely. So thanks for that input. Um, so now what, you know, it's interesting if anybody's listening and anybody is a supply chain podcast listener, they may recognize your voice. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your, uh, a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So, uh, my podcast is called, uh, the new warehouse, the new warehouse podcast, I guess you could call it. Um, you can find that at the new warehouse.com. Uh, but basically it is, uh, like you said, it's a supply chain podcast, um, but it's focused in on, I guess it's focused in on the CLTD topics, logistics, transportation, and distribution. Uh, actually the idea behind it is kind of, kind of the same way that I came about going for the CLTD was that I was looking to expand my knowledge in the area and the field. Um, and you know, I found, uh, I was, I guess I was looking first, like, are there some blogs out there? Uh, actually when I was younger, I was very much into blogs because I was, uh, I was really into sneakers actually. So I was like collecting sneakers and going on these sneaker blogs. So I was very much into the whole digesting these blogs and seeing what's next and all these things. So I guess my mind first went to, let me see if I can find a blog about kind of warehousing that interests me. And when I looked, you know, I, I guess I didn't find anything that really was grabbing my attention the way I wanted it to. I had done some freelance blogging for like different industries before in the past. So I guess my initial thought was like, oh, maybe I can like do some blogging. And then as you know, I was telling you earlier today, I, the other thing was I wanted to get into some consulting as well. So, you know, I thought the blogging part would be a good way to kind of get my name out there and, you know, establish myself as an expert in the field. But then, you know, I, I kind of realized like, ah, like this blogging thing, like coming up with ideas and then doing all the writing and the editing of the words is kind of very like time consuming. And then I've been talking to it about a couple people that I was working with and, and had worked with in the past. And somebody was like, why don't you do a, like a podcast? Like that could be easier to get done. And so I was like, ah. and at the time, actually, I've never never actually, I mean, I was aware of podcasts, but I never actually listened to podcasts. So, uh, so it was definitely kind of a little bit of a learning curve, but I did some research and I was like, oh, it doesn't seem so difficult to start one. So I got a microphone and tried to record and figure out how to edit and played around with it a little bit. I figured it out and felt like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm ready for my first guest. So uh, I think my first my first guest on the show was uh, Bruce Welty, um, who's CEO of Quiet Logistics now, um, but also a co-founder of Locust Robotics. So actually, I just sent him like a cold message on LinkedIn because I was like, "Oh, who would be who would be a cool guest?" And then uh, somehow somehow I came across his profile. I think we had like a mutual connection, and I just saw robots, and I was like, "Oh, robots are cool." <laughs> so, yeah. So that could be a cool episode. So yeah, so I did that. And then I uh, kind of quickly, quickly took off from there. Someone like threw out the idea of going to Promat and doing interviews there last year. So I reached out to MHI and the Promat organizers and I uh, was just like, um, like, is it possible to do, I didn't, I didn't even really know what I was asking for. I was like, can I do some like press coverage or something? I don't know how any of this stuff works. So 
they were like, yeah. And they gave me press pass. And so I came and, uh, I I think there I did about, I did about 40 or 41 interviews. I was just there for like three days and I just had like a handheld recorder and I was just like going from like booth to booth to booth to booth, just getting all these interviews. And I think from there is where it really kind of started to start to take off. And, um, now it's been, I think actually, uh, next week, which is the second week in March, uh, will be a year, um, since I started it. And, uh, it's definitely, I think gained some traction and it's cool to see, I guess, people reacting to it. Uh, I guess, you know, my whole intention with it was just to, I guess, kind of provide some kind of platform where, uh, you know, people can, from the industry can come and listen or come and share kind of some insights and ideas to what's really happening in distribution and logistics in the warehousing space in terms of, you know, just what is happening. And also, you know, it's been kind of leaning a lot towards technology, I think, just because just in this time period right now, there's so much technology that's just growing and making leaps and bounds in our industry. So that's kind of really how the whole thing came about and how kind of got to uh, where I am now. It's it's high quality. I mean, I'm a listener. It's high quality. Thank you. And you sound, you sound very professional and and I, and I'm an obviously an Apex fan and I think it does deliver, as you said, kind of the blocking and tackling around what's happening in the world of CLTD. So I appreciate what you're doing there. Now, how can, how can people listen to it or where do they find it again? Sure. So they can go to the website, thenewwarehouse.com directly, and the episodes are posted there. There's also a blog post that goes with every episode, so there's more information there. Um, But you can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Now we're on as well. Basically, I don't know, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can probably find it there there's somewhere that a listener likes to listen to their podcast and it is not there, uh, they can just email me, kevin at thenewwarehouse.com, and I will do everything I can to get it on that one for you. Kevin at the new warehouse, the new warehouse dot com. com. Yes. I'm writing this it. down like I'm listening. Good. <laughs> so, you, and you're up to, uh, as we ramp down, you're, you, you said you've been doing it for a year. What are you up to, 50 episodes now? or Just as we're recording this today, uh, episode 52 released. So we actually, yeah, so the beginning, just really do episodes every Monday morning. Now we are kind of expanding it a little bit, and we're going to try and do Monday and Wednesdays as well, which we just kind of started last week. And I think coming out of Modex, we'll have a ton of content. Um, so we'll be able to kind of give two episodes a week. Based on the numbers, that's it, about once a week. So that seems like a lot of work, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a little... Uh, crazy because as you know i work um in the distribution world during the day as well so this has kind of been like yeah. a like a side thing um but i think that you know i really enjoy it and i think it's i think it's fun um and i guess to hear the feedback and uh you know get the emails from people saying that they're a listener like you just said a listener um and for people to actually get some some value out of it i think kind of is the motivation to get it done but i will say you know uh, 
you know, that Monday morning episode, I'm probably finishing up at about 12 o'clock uh, Sunday night. So uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely an undertaking, but I think it's worth it. And, you know, it's been, been a ton of fun, not only doing it and producing it, but also just connecting with so many different people from uh, the industry and then learning from it as well myself because, you know, I'm learning about technologies that, you know, maybe I, I don't even know if I'd have the opportunity to even get involved with um, because, you know, it's depending on, you know, what the company that I work for wants to do. So um, it's getting really a kind of broad perspective on all the different things that are happening out there. And it's pretty, it's pretty amazing what's happening in the space. It is. And that's one thing you highlighted as a, as a fellow podcaster, I, I'm learning right along as I'm listening or developing right. the podcast. So that's a key point. So anything that uh, we're going to wrap down with that I didn't ask you want to highlight or you're okay? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I would say listen to the, listen to the podcast. And if you have any questions on CLTD as well, um, I'm available to answer those. Um, you can email me, same email, kevin at the com. And very active on LinkedIn, so you can find me on there as well. Uh, just search for Kevin Lawton. That's L A W T O N, uh, and you can also like uh, the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. Well, Kevin, again, congratulations and thanks for sharing. And I look forward to uh, watching your success. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks so much for uh, having me on, and I really appreciate. Uh, what you're doing with the Apex Coach and this podcast. I think it's going to be really beneficial for a lot of Apex members and people looking to take the exam. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in the CLTD or other Apex certifications, there is also a YouTube video where you can learn more about Georgia Tech workshops. Search on Apex Bootcamp Courses Informational Webinar. If you're in the North Georgia, North Alabama, Chattanooga area, check out the traditional class formats offered by the University of Tennessee Chattanooga Center for Professional Education's Supply Chain Academy. Optionally, the Apex Coach can bring supply chain certification workshops to your company. Just send a note to chris at apexcoach.com. And remember, supply chain is boring. <laughs>